Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, we will be talking with nonprofits, foundation representatives, federal consultants, passionate community members, and so forth from every angle of the funding community to see how they can get funded, what their challenges are, and what questions they have on securing funding. I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I am creator of WeGo Consulting, that's writing, editing, grants, and organizational development. You can find me at www.wegogrants.com or www.hollyrustic.com, where you can also sign up and get free grant templates and get access to grant writing books and courses. As a grant writer for more than a decade, having managed grants for various organizations around the world, securing millions and millions of dollars for organizations, and being a federal reviewer, I have seen every side of the coin for funding. I'm excited to share information and try my best to answer any questions so you can increase your funding and organization to impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Welcome to section three of the five basic parts of how to write a winning grant. And today we're going to be talking about goals, objectives, and outcomes. This section of the grant is where the magic happens. Once you know your problem statement, and you can listen to the previous podcast that clearly describes how to actually define and articulate your problem statement, how to back it up with proper resources, um, you can also figure out how to have clear objectives, goals, and outcomes. This is actually the backbone of your project. A grant is like a big jigsaw puzzle, and this section is really the backdrop and what guides you to be able to find and connect each piece of the puzzle. It's a part of the puzzle that is a backdrop fence or the house with a clean line you can use to connect all the other pieces. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Especially those 1,000 plus uh, jigsaw puzzles. If you have your objective, you will be able to formulate a budget, implement activities, and solve your problem. Build your house. In this segment, you will learn how to write clear goals, smart objectives, and measurable outcomes. Additionally, you will also learn how to implement your goal objectives and outcomes through the process of an action plan timeline. Very, very important. All right, so let's go ahead and start by writing a clear goal. A clear goal can really be the flip side of the problem statement. And we'll go ahead and we'll refer to our previous example of the Youth Soccer Rocks nonprofit, yes, fictitious, <laughs> organization that is in the city of Rock and Sock City, also fictitious, and they are creating a project that will serve the underserved youth in their city. So the problem statement that we had was 75% of youth in the city of Rocking Sox suffer from chronic health issues compared to the national average of 12%. These staggering health issues correlate with high suicide rates, depression rates, and poor graduation rates. The goal would basically be flipping the problem statement around and could end up being, quote unquote, youth soccer rocks will provide a free soccer program for at-risk youth and provide a healthy pathway. Very, very general, but it also just relates to an overall cause, and we're going to go right into that. But you do want to keep the goal because it's a goal, so it's going to be bigger. It's not going to be precise. Your objectives is where we're really going to break down and make it very specific. But your goal is just going to be the flip side, basically, of your problem statement in a general way. And we're even going to go further into this um, to connect it with a larger community goal. 
So let's see how, let's go ahead and go further and see how this goal could be connected to a larger community goal. So first off, you want to find out what larger community goals can be integrated into your project goal or vice versa, your project goal into that larger community goal. And this could be mission statements from larger organizations, community plans, uh, etc. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can connect and really look broad on this um, really keep your scope open to really find very broad goals. You can even look at national goals if it really relates to your geographic area. But the example here could be that the, the Rocking Sox City Council Consolidated Plan includes access to health for all. Very general, very broad. That's a big consolidated plan of the city. So you could go ahead and just include your goal with that so you can kind of integrate it. So now that you have a project goal that is connected to a larger community goal, you may also want to show what problem will be reduced, or you will want to show what problem will be reduced. For example, we could say that chronic health issues will be reduced by 50% for, for underserved youth. So once again, very specific, you're linking up to the whole thing. So all in all, you could say the goal for Youth Soccer Rocks is uh, Youth Soccer Rocks will provide a free soccer program for at-risk youth and provide a healthy pathway. Uh, the Rocking Sox City Council Consolidated Plan includes access to health for all, and chronic health issues will be reduced by 50% for underserved youth through this project. So it's pretty cool how it all relates. So that's basically your, your goal. First off, you wanna go ahead and flip your problem statement. You wanna make sure your problem statement is clear again. And like I said, you can go back and listen to other podcasts, uh, the previous podcast to really understand how to articulate a clear problem statement. But you just wanna go ahead and make sure that you're keeping it pretty broad. You're connecting it with a larger goal of the community and that you're showing how the problem will be reduced. All right, so let's go ahead and get into objectives now. Ah, now, this is really the, the magic pot here. Think of goals as the overarching aim, and like I said, they're broad, and objectives as a specific framework of what will be accomplished. Typically, you do not want to have any more than three objectives within a project, and actually some grants go ahead and they, they tell you how many there, there's the maximum of how many you can actually include. So um, if they ask, you know, they say that you can have three, you don't necessarily have to have three unless, you know, that specifically says that you have to, <laughs> but sometimes they say up to or no more than. So it doesn't mean that you just have to kind of think of things just to add in there. Make sure it relates to the problem and you may only have one objective if that's all your project calls for and that's absolutely fine. Okay, so you will have many activities, but the number of overall objectives should be clear and concise. Objectives need to be SMART, and that is an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. All right, so an objective for youth soccer rocks could be 100 disadvantaged youth and rocking socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. Let's break this down to each part of the acronym SMART, and by the end, you will have one entire objective. So, is this specific? Identify the outcomes that will be achieved. Example, the number of youth, type of youth, what their specific outcome will be. So yes, it is specific. We're looking at, once again, 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. It's pretty specific. Measurable. Use quantifiable terms to describe how the progress will be measured. So for our example here, the number of youth, 100, and the number of scholarships, 100. So we have a measurable and quantifiable term. Um, you know, we can actually measure that. How many will be served? 100. How many scholarships? 100. Cool. 
All right, achievable. Is the objective achievable within the duration of the project, resources, budget, and so on? Well, for example, this would be balanced by the needs. Um, I, there, are, there are thousands of youth who are disadvantaged in the city and there are no other free soccer organizations, then yes, this could absolutely be achievable. So once again, you might have your supporting data that actually will show the achievability of this. Um, but yeah, definitely this could be achievable. Relevant. Does the objective relate to the problem statement and goal? Yep. Absolutely, because once again, you're looking at um, sports scholarships and in your needs, you could talk about how sports reverse diabetes or onset of diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, however you want to do the chronic health issues um, with, you know, sed high sedentary rates of youth not having access to sports and that sort of thing. Okay, so time bound. Do you have a date for the objective to be completed by? Yes, we do. By the end of what? 12 months and you can also there's an, a little tip for you you can also start off with this so you don't forget it you can either I usually start off or I end off with this <laughs> end off but you know I, I kind of end up the the sentence on this term so either I could say by the end of 12 months or by the end of 36 months or by the end of six weeks or whatever you're going to do how long your project is going to be um, you could go ahead and use that you could either start your sentence off or once again you can end your sentence so when we looked at this entire sentence, we can see that yes, it is smart, it is specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's relevant, and it's time bound. And also notice that it's kind of simple. It's not this huge goal with all this complicated language. It's very specific. So once again, the objective here is 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. Very clear. All right, so you can measure that. So basically, when you go ahead and get, you get your grant awarded and you say you're gonna have this objective, then you can easily meet this objective. And we'll talk about how you can do that um, because you're gonna have to put activities underneath this. Just to recap, they are smart. So just always remember that always when you write your objectives, go ahead and go back and ask yourself each one of these questions. Is it specific? How is it specific? Is it measurable? How is it measurable? Is it achievable? Will we actually be able to achieve this? I mean, if there are only 100 disadvantaged youth in your entire, you know, at that point it'd be a village, um, then maybe this actually wouldn't be achievable because, you know, is it really realistic to meet 100% of your population? That sort of thing. So you want to make sure that it is achievable. Is it relevant? Does it relate back to your problem and to your goal? And is it time bound? Remember, you have to go ahead and structure a certain amount of time that this can be completed. Otherwise, there's no end date and then it's ambiguous. Okay, so moving on to outcomes. The outcomes are what will specifically be accomplished. Include your baseline and how data will be tracked to communicate your outcomes. What are your outcomes? So in the, an example is in the beginning of the project, and going back to again, our youth, youth rockers, uh, soccer rocks uh, project, in the beginning of the project, there are zero sports scholarships available to disadvantaged youth in rocking socks. By the end of year one, 100 youth will have received sports scholarships and participated in health checks. We will track the number of scholarships de delivered and the number of youth participating in the health checks via a roster sheet. Okay. So once again, not complicated language, very clear. Um, you could even tie in those health checks with that um, objective or you can make it a separate objective or that could just be an activity underneath your project. 
But once again, you, you have a baseline. How many scholarships are available? Zero. That's pretty easy. Once you do your research, if that shows that there's no other free soccer clinics and there's no other scholarships, you can easily just say there are none. So it is zero. If there are a few, but there's not enough, you can go ahead and get specific numbers on that. So you can go ahead and show how many sports scholarships are actually available to these disadvantaged youth. You can show by the end of year one, 100 youth will have received the scholarships and participated in these, these health checks. And then how are you actually going to track it? Okay, and that's easy, a roster sheet. So once again, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can actually pretty, be pretty simple. You don't need sophisticated, complicated software to make a project um, happen or be implemented in your community. You can have it be very simple, have it be very clear, but have it be attainable and doable and just make sure you are able to measure it. All right, so moving on to our action plan timeline, the timeline and activities. And one of the most important items you can create in the design process of writing a grant is to formulate a timeline. I'm such a firm believer in this. This will include all your activities, who the person is responsible to lead the activity, and include start and end dates. Once this is created, your project is a legacy. What do I mean by that? Well, you should be able to hand over the timeline and budget to someone who gets hired from the grant and they should be able to run the project with minimal further directions. Sure, you will want a handoff meeting and all that fun stuff, but if they have this piece in their arsenal, they can keep referring back to it and stay on track and be able to actually implement the project. For a downloadable template on that, because it's a little bit uh, difficult kind of to imagine, but you basically want one column that says activity, one column that says person responsible, the lead person, one column that says start date, and one column end date. This is how you're going to keep track of all your activities. And I will have a downloadable template, uh, www.hollyrustic.com forward slash grant bonus, um, that will be available soon. So you can go ahead and sign up for my grant list and get the upcoming grant template that is free on that. And you'll have that in your kit. Awesome. So once you have identified your goals, objectives, and outcomes, you have put together the backdrop of the puzzle. Of course, you need to look at the budget to make sure that your objectives will really be achievable. If you have developed the budget for your objectives, then you are ready to flesh out the project design. Okay, so we haven't even in the whole the five steps of writing a winning grant, we haven't even gotten to the project approach or the design phase yet because I first want you to set you up with the actual the whole backbone, the magic of the grant. So when you actually start writing the project design, it just flows effortlessly and it all makes sense. This is gonna save you many headaches. I totally, <laughs> I believe in this because I've, I've gone through this process many times. So um, I just want you to be able to have, be able to get on your feet and write grants super quick and be able to really be clear about what you want for your community and have a great impact. In this whole podcast, you learn how to articulate your goals, objectives, and outcomes. You also learned about an activity timeline. We briefly went over that. This is really the part where your entire grant team needs to be on board. This part coupled with the budget, and we will get to the budget next time. Once you have this information, then the rest can be done with follow-up meetings, emails, and phone calls. Make sure your goals, objectives, and outcomes are all solutions to your problem. You would be surprised, but sometimes funding opportunity announcement or requests for proposals do not request any or all of this information. My advice to you, include it anyway. Okay, if you have the space, if you have some 
I mean, cut down your other stuff so you can actually include this because it looks clean. It just makes sense. Funding sources love it when you can approach them with this information. As you can tell, your goal, objective, and outcomes could probably all be included in one paragraph or in bullet points. But just because they are short doesn't mean they aren't well thought out. So even if a funding source doesn't request this information, but you could provide it and it weaves your entire proposal together seamlessly, you will be ahead of those who do not include it, believe me. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, go ahead to www.hollyrustic.com forward slash grant bonus to become a part of the grant team and get your free grant templates. Let me know if you have any grant or funding related questions and you can always reach me at hollywego at gmail.com. Next time, we will be talking about part four, budget and budget narrative and the five basic parts to writing a winning grant. All right, I'll see you next time.